Hello, what's up, wayward nerds? Welcome back to 30 and Nerdy's The Road So Far. I'm your host with the most, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, the king of the crossroads in the world of podcasts, Tyler Mack. And I'm joined by the Rev himself, the Eric Church of Collectibles, the moose to my squirrel, my hetero life mate and wayward brother, Logan Roach. What's up, man? What's up, dude? It feels very nice to be back. I feel like already it just should be one of those like late night talk shows mm. where the guy's like, hey, I know you're driving on 75 <laughs> right now, but you just keep your hands on the wheel and get that coffee going down your throat and we'll take care of you. And here is you keep your hands on the wheel. We'll keep our hands on your heart. <laughs> and here's some Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Now, before we we, we kind of reintroduce ourselves and what this is, let's talk a little business. If you're wanting to follow 30 and Nerdy, obviously the easiest way to do that would be to go to 30nerdypodcast.com. That's going to get you all the information that you need to know. Friends of the show, blogs, sign up for the Nerdly Newsletter, directory, email, all that fun stuff. And that's not all. We have the Bad Cast Company Productions Patreon page, which is currently doing this massive program. We've partnered with Patreon, and they do all the work. But if you currently, right now, the deal we're running is if you sign up at the $10 level tier, after you sign up, the next three months over the next year, so three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, you're going to get a free gift. From Bad Cast Company Productions. And Patreon's going to send that out to you. And that's at the $10 tier. But if you can't do the $10 tier, that's all right. We've got many different ways that you can support the show on Patreon. And you're still going to take part in bonus clips, bloopers, deleted scenes, bonus shows, all that fun stuff. Um, and last and certainly not least, if you're into pops and collectibles and things like that, you should be on the on the gram. And you should be following the Rev here. Rev, tell them where they can find you. It's a, a Rev Collections on Instagram. R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L three C-T-I-O-N. And uh, that's for uh, Pops and all your collectibles. And I've actually been on a lot of TikTok lately. I feel like, you know, if you document the things that you love, which... Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, didn't get this from me, got it from Gary V because I love just positive energy. And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't really produce anything. I just document my life. And then on the back half of it, then I make content out mm -hmm. of that documentation, which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool. And he like changed my perspective on things because there for a while, I didn't do any social media. I was like, don't want it. Don't want a part of it. Don't yeah. want to do anything. And then like, I've always loved the podcast and stuff like that. And obviously I want to be a part of it and helping out in it, but also just like documenting those little moments of, you know, when me and Peyton are, you know, on a date and I want to capture mm -hmm. that and remember that, or the kids and me are walking through the neighborhood and they're giggling and they won't be that age forever. And it's like, I can mm -hmm. always look back and it's like pretty much like our picture books, which everybody's mm -hmm. freaked out on, you know, Oh, everybody's got my stuff. And it's like, uh, I mean, we're all connected through phones and stuff anyway. So that's that's like my picture book. So once yeah. that clicked in my mind, it's like, I'm going to do this stuff anyway. We're playing two hours of games at night anyway. So stream it up. 
I'm doing collectibles anyway. Why not take a, a picture or a reel of that? I'm being exactly. goofy as shit anyway. Like, why not put it up there and see if people like it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And and that's who, who changed my perspective on the whole outlook, too, uh, was was Gary V. And mm. I believe it was uh, Ken M. at Ocho Duro who kind of turned me on to Gary V. And I watch mm. his stuff constantly. And, like, I would love to get to go to a talk live to yeah. get to see him live. I would love to get to do that. And I don't even know if it's about like the money type part. Cause I know, I mean, you've always kind of been in sync with me about, you know, the money thing. Like if we have it, cool. We get to do some fun things, but if not cool, we're going to still be who mm-hmm. we are. But I think just more of the the positiveness that he fills mm-hmm. people with. I, I love that. Cause that's how I've always been in my life. And if you want to do something, just do it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to do a podcast, do it. If you want to, you know, start a company, do it. If you want to go hiking and spend six months out of the year in the woods, do it, bro. You want to live it. in the city? It ain't for me. If you like it, do that shit, man. Who cares? You're, you're not going to know if you'll enjoy it until you do it. Mm-hmm. And I do think the message, which I, we're getting philosophical over here, all philosophizer. But uh, it's like, I feel like too many people worry about like the what ifs, like, oh, what mm-hmm. if, which I mean, even, you know, me, like, uh, not that to say my family watches me 24 seven, but it's like, you know, I, I don't really care to share like every second of my life with, you know, everybody uh-huh. I follow since I've been 12 or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, since Facebook started. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, who cares? Yeah freaking cares <laughs> yeah and at the at the end of the day if, if you're you know loving what you're doing that's what people are going to see mm-hmm. you yeah, know such a, such a small infinitesimal percentage Ooh, of people will see the negative in what you're doing most mm-hmm. people will see like god but they're freaking loving it they're having fun yeah. they're going places <laughs> they're smiling about it they're you know if it's a podcast that you have they're they're wearing their hats their shirts they're at a that fanboy and and loving it and enjoying mm. life and you know that's what people mostly see is the enjoyment yeah. that you're having so if, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking about hey i want to make ceramic turtles because i love ceramic turtles you do that my god do it and let hey, us if you want, let us know we'll buy one hey we'll buy one we'll we'll share it we're we're a community helping a community and we love you for whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And that's how we became the Delilah show 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, well, I come here for the supernatural, but you know, I I got a boost. Got, I'm really you know, good after it. <laughs> feel, feel really good after the five minutes. And then I'm making ceramic turtles. Wasn't even interested, but now I <laughs> But with all the business over with, Rev, are you ready to hit the road? Ooh, I'm so ready, man. I've been missing it. I have been missing the road so far. Well, then buckle up, people. Pop in the tape cassette. Enjoy the drive. And always remember, driver picks the music and shotgun shots. It's K. Cole. We've got work to do. I think he wants us to pick up where he left off. You know, saving people, hunting things, the family business. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you 
right. So mm-hmm. as most of you listeners know, the road so far was put on a bit of a hiatus during 30 and Nerdy's third season with the return of Juice to the show, my new job, Rev's life picking up, and life just happening. But we're back. And we aren't just back. We're rebooting the brand. We are mm-hmm. we are erasing the TRSF library, flipping the script, and just throwing the damn script out the window. <laughs> it's no telling what the road so far will bring moving forward. We definitely know that we're going to be covering the prequel series that starts next month. Uh, it's called The Winchesters, a show that follows the younger versions of Don- John Winchester and Mary Campbell, a.k.a. Dean and Sam's parents. Rev, what what are you hoping and looking forward to about that show? Like, what are you hoping it is? I hope it's a glimpse into like the legacy of the boys because when you watch it for what it is at first, when you're trying to get people onto the show, they automatically flock to the dad. Like they think he's brought his family, his you know grandfather, his father's father his mother, uncles, aunts, cousins probably are in the business. But then you learn as the mama's side, that's actually mm-hmm. like, you know, the hunters. And then mm-hmm. Papa Winchester, he was like kind of roped into it because of the happenings in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then it, that kind of flips the script a little bit because you always think, you know, well, it has to be just like, you know, Papa Winchester's, just mo like he's always been this but you learned it was pretty actually late in life because he had already been uh in the army right so mm-hmm. he comes back and starts a family and does all this so it, it was pretty late in life and you pretty much think john is like god mode the whole time but mm-hmm. it, you learned that he didn't start this whole way. other side yeah he didn't start out that way it, pretty late in life so mm-hmm. i think i'm just very intrigued to see like the legacy and the startup of like how they spin it really, because like what age are they kind of getting at? So this is taking place in the seventies, like right after Mm -hmm. he gets out of the military and he comes back to Lawrence. Um, It's, but what's interesting about this and, and I really hope that I, I trust Jensen Mm-hmm. And his his endeavor to do this, and I mean, my God, he he was supernatural for fifteen seasons, so surely he's not going to just let it uh, be bad. But in the trailers, you've seen John fighting paranormal entities. Yeah, that's fighting this demon. Literally, my thinking too. I think so, I know where you're going. <laughs> somewhere, either he's going to have to forget about it all mm-hmm. or they're going to have to make it look like John knew mm-hmm. about the stuff. I mean, yeah. cause if you technically look at it, like there's not really a moment in supernatural where John says, I didn't know about this stuff until your mm-hmm. mom. He never says that. Yeah. Yeah. He never said, he he knows he didn't know about the stuff uh when it was jeffrey dean morgan now when it was the when dean gets sent back to the past that john isn't up to date on some of this stuff 
angels and things things like that. So my first thing that I'm going to have to see is the answer to that. Like, because we're not going to, you know, we're not so far removed from supernatural that a lot of us are going to forget that certain story aspects that happened through the season. And I would mm-hmm. imagine Jensen has a whole team of people who combed through the show and all that stuff. And, and he was Dean, so he should know a lot of stuff. Or is this somewhat of a rebooted prequel timeline? Yeah. And then dealing with any type of prequel, you've got like your, uh, I mean, I don't know if, this is the most friendly word, but you're uh, fandom Nazis. So <laughs> yes, the fandom menace. Yes, the fandom menace, and yes. uh, this will probably be the first time that they have to deal with that because mm-hmm. I think most of the time they're pretty much going right out of lore. Anything that they fought or mm-hmm. like anything they've introduced. So like they've had tons and tons and tons of things to read up on to kind of break down and fit it in. So this would be the first time they have to like think. Of, so if they reintroduce, you know, vampires, if they reintroduce, if it's more like a season one, then you're trying to think, how can we align this with what we've already seen, but amp it up? Because that's prequels always have that problem to be like, if your main show has already ramped up your, your main villains or even your side villains to a certain mm-hmm. point, how do you make them interesting and be a part of a newer storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's always like you want to be in line with the old story, but at the same time, you want to elevate it as well. Just like uh, Mandalorian, right? So we know oh, where yeah. that ends, but they've elevated like the storyline to yeah. a capacity where some mm-hmm. would say it saved, you know, Star Wars. So yeah. even I've said that. I would, and, I would, I would agree. I mean, yeah. if we, we know that if, if 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 the sequels are going to remain canon, mm-hmm. we know that eventually the first order has to take over. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty six years from now. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a lot of time to play with, but they mm-hmm. still kept it. Like I don't even give a shit about <laughs> yeah. thirty years from now. Like we know I'm we're getting the stuff that I wanted. I'm getting mm-hmm. young badass Luke. I'm getting, you know, the galaxy after the Empire was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So we Which know where Mary. Won. Yeah, we know where Mary ends up mm-hmm. in this storyline. So how do we get it to where we care about her just as much, even though we know where she's going and know where she's headed? And that's a dangerous game to play, in my opinion, because like the big problem I have with the movie Titanic mm-hmm. is we know the end. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and in my opinion, the love story was such a uh, somewhat of a sham of a love story to make it interesting. Knowing at the end, mm-hmm. this prequel movie that's coming out called Mufasa, mm-hmm. <laughs> we know we know where it's going. Yeah, so you have this very intense job to do of making it interesting. Mm-hmm. And your first step is, your first strike is you're not even bringing back James Earl Jones. So, no, so this show is going to have to, it has a task ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And as we've known from Star Wars people, from hell, Lord of the Rings fans, 
there are Lord of the Rings Nazis that are butchering rings of power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them with for stupid reasons. You know, Elrond has short hair. <laughs> oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh, no. He never got a haircut. They didn't cut their hair. Um, and and everybody's going to be nitpicky, but like supernatural fans have proven to be just as cruel. I mean, especially with the last season. Yes. And I haven't even watched the last season, which shame on me for being such a procrastinator, but I have trouble finishing last seasons of things that I truly love. I know. Uh, just because of endings because <laughs> then well not just that then it's over and it's over yeah you have nothing else to look forward to because mm-hmm. i'm always super hyped when it comes mm-hmm. out and usually i wait for it on netflix so i've waited my time past when it comes out so i can mm-hmm. burn it down because i'm mm-hmm. just i love burning things down like that i love mm-hmm. having a few days off and completely losing myself in the story so i can get it all at once and just break it down and just enjoy it just like when I get a coffee, I'm not a person that like sips it and then sits it down. Mm-hmm. I'm like a half gone, another fourth gone. I need I need my intake. But um, but it was like the ending of that, which 15 years, man, like you're not going to end something like that and people be completely satisfied. And I've seen clips and stuff anyway, because I'm terrible at that as well. Like holding off on things about spoilers and stuff mm-hmm. as you get mad at me as well. <laughs> it's like, why would you ruin something? But <laughs> I've seen the ending of it and it is a little, you know, it is, but it's just because we love the characters so mm-hmm. much and we care so much about it. And we talk about this with Harry Potter. We talk about this with anything you grow up like watching things and you live life along with these things that we care about and you just feel like they're yours in a way, which they're Mm -hmm. technically not, but at the same time, the fans build it to where it's going to go and how long it's going to go there. Mm -hmm. So we just put time in anything that you put time in, you care for Mm -hmm. and bringing it back. It's just, I, I think the care will be there for the prequels because it's such like a cult following. Cause I don't think supernatural was supposed to go this long no and no it's a crazy span of time like 15 years ago you know we're in high school yeah (laughs) so it's a crazy span of time it really is to to think about that when this show debuted which we just recently celebrated uh supernatural day Mm -hmm. and uh we we hadn't even graduated high school yet when this yeah, show crazy. started <laughs> and by the time it ended you have two kids and a wife i'm about i was about to get engaged you know mm-hmm. like josh has a kid and a wife and you know all of our friends are either married off or getting married and you know and it's like that's a good you know there's a, a lot of chapters that a lot of shows don't see no you know you look at some of the some of the the more popular shows from our era in the live action world. You've got your office. That didn't mm-hmm. make it 15 seasons. How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, Big Bang Theory, um, Hell, Boy Meets World, any, any of those shows. And I, and I understand they're different. So let me stay with the genre. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
didn't last 15 seasons. Mm-hmm. Lost didn't last 15 seasons. But Supernatural did. Mm-hmm. So, and that's because of us. We mm-hmm. kept going, coming back and wanting more, and new fans kept falling in love. And so I got to say, Jensen has a, a, a task ahead of him. And to know that he's back narrating it with yeah. standing by baby in the trailer, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we're back in the world of supernatural. I didn't think that it'd be this, this quick. Um, right. One thing that I've seen that people are like, oh, I hope we get to see this. Oh, I hope we get to see this. And I'm here to say that you're not going to see Misha Collins as Castiel. Mm. If Castiel comes to earth in the seventies, He's not Misha Collins because yeah. that that vessel wasn't his vessel mm-hmm. until season four of Supernatural. Yeah. So if Castiel, the angel, comes to Earth in this prequel series, it's going to be a different vessel. Completely different. If we yeah. meet Rufus or Bobby, it's not going to be those actors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 70s versions of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's a hard task too, like mm-hmm. casting a beloved like character as well, like it, definitely recasting or finding the younger version. Like, well, I mean, even look, look at what happened to Solo. You know, yeah. I, mean, I thought he did a decent job, mm-hmm. but people still would have been like completely fine with de aging Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Now that they did that to Luke, yeah. If you touch anybody else in Star Wars, and it's not the de aging process, they're mm-hmm. probably going to be like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's it is what it is. But if mm-hmm. if you are going into this thinking that you may see some cameos from the supernatural, I'm here to tell you that it's not going to happen because yeah. those vessels aren't around, and the character of Bobby is not Jim Beaver in the seventies. Mm. It's, it's a different younger guy. So I don't know if they'll have the money to make it work with the de-aging process. <laughs> not, not for television. like that. <laughs> Not unless you have Disney money and they yeah. are Warner brothers. <laughs> so, yeah. and with the shit that Warner brothers been going through lately, I'm nervous for this this prequel. I really hope they don't screw it up. With the prequel coming out, it could quite possibly bring new eyes to Supernatural. Mm -hmm. You know, if if people are seeing that this show called The Winchesters is out and it's a prequel to the show Supernatural, you're going to have possibly more people be like, well, then I guess I should watch Supernatural. So what the road so far is going to to reboot to is to make it easy. We are going to be, you know, going back and and, uh, playing in the the earlier seasons and going all the way to season 15. Um, Some episodes of the road so far will be long. Some episodes will be short and some episodes of Supernatural will be skipped entirely. Mm hmm. Because they just don't bring anything to the table. Um, basically, we're going to show Josh just how wrong he is. <laughs> that getting through 15 seasons of Supernatural is just so hard. Because there's just so much. So much awesome badassery. 
That's what it is. <laughs> what do you think it is about Supernatural that millions of people around the world fell in love with for 15 seasons? I think it's just the family connection, man. I think there's a lot of things that people miss in life or aren't as blessed to find with either friendship or with brothers or with a sister or with a connection with their dad. May it be, you know, kind of rocky sometimes, but I feel like anything that I'm interested in, in a fantasy type aspect, it's something that I I feel like I could see myself with my closest friends like you and Juice or, you know, Betty or even Peyton or, you know, anybody that I'm close with. And I feel like I think it's that sacrifice aspect. You learn their past, you care for these characters, mm-hmm. and then you see their willingness, even like when they bring people in to to sacrifice and make the right decisions. And you all, you know, give me shit sometimes for my like goody two-shoes complex and all those goody two-shoe complex is not necessarily wrapped in a Captain America present or presentation all the time. But I think a lot of the characters in the show embody that. It's like, I have my people and no matter what we go through, if it's, you know, uh, Wendigos, if it's vampires, if it's, you know, demons, if it's the devil himself, like we lay that down on the line. And then that's the core that's your foundation of the show and then you get a lot of these cool things even like in the first season for this hunting aspect even you know early on your if you're fantasy at all like it captures you with like the hunt mm-hmm. even like on a small scale of like where it's collectibles like me mm-hmm. very modern version of the take where it's not as dangerous at all sometimes <laughs> a little dangerous when it's release day but It's just that feeling of like you go out and you're trying to hunt something and the process of it, the Mm. studying, the breaking it down, how we do it, like the intellectual properties of like studying this person like a Batman, like, okay, I've got to take down this guy. Let me study every aspect. Mm -hmm. This is how we beat him. This is where his trails are. And it's just that breaking down of like the hunt. So then that aspect kind of keys in. Then they introduce like more characters. So it's like, the range of like the characters expand. So you're not just getting this like, you know, tough and gruff guy that loves rock music and he's Mm -hmm. super cool all the time. Then you have his brothers, like, you know, the nerd and he's, you know, doing the computer stuff all the time. You take these characters and even like, you know, Castiel in the beginning, he was kind of cold. Oh yeah. He was, you know, very like, he's an angel soldier, like Mm -hmm. that, 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 that. And then you just get to see these characters develop. And then I think that was in a time of our life too, where we were going through those like changes in a, in, you know, some way, just like coming out of high school and, you know, this was kind of my identity before this is where I'm going now as like, you know, into, I know this is like probably deeper than you're asking for. But... No, 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 no. I love this because, because yeah. what I was going to say is, one of my favorite arcs to see and and one mm-hmm. that I really, you know, uh, not really associate, but, you know, really resonated mm-hmm. with me uh, was Castiel's change and his character arc. Even Crowley's character arc was mm-hmm. is because these two mortal men, Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. showed them that there's a different way. 
Yeah. Just because you're a demon Crowley doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. Just mm-hmm. because you're a soldier, Cass, an angel, doesn't mean that you can't fight for humans, for mankind. There's mm-hmm. a there that you can be an angel and your people can be wrong. You know, like that cast and even even Sam and Dean themselves within the monster hunting world learned that it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. There's shades of gray where the monster can be the good guy. Right. You know, where especially in Dean. Especially that, in, that well. took that took him a long time to realize. Mm-hmm. And it was when he met Benny. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when he learned, wow, Benny's not a bad a bad guy. He got betrayed by his own kind too, and he got screwed over. And you know, and he's just a man, you know, a vampire wanting to be vegetarian, pretty much. Right. <laughs> be a good be a good father, like, you know, for the memory of his daughter. Um mm-hmm. so that's one thing that really resonated with the show as, as we were coming out of high school and going into college and, and going into our, our work lives and kind of coming out of this. Cause you know, where we're from, it's a, a kind of a small town, very narrow minded mm-hmm. through this show, through watching these characters learn there's other ways to do life. Mm-hmm. and make decisions you can go against what your father taught you your entire life that all monsters <laughs> are bad you can go against the society you grew up in and do life differently mm-hmm. and you can you know like some people that we probably you know especially like late high school early college surrounded ourselves with and befriended and showed love and compassion to most people in our small town would have shunned or Mm. said that they were, you know, rough or, you know, not the the outcasts. And so getting to fall in love with this show at that time in my life where I was leaving my hometown moving to pigeon forge meeting new people it it kind of taught me you can do life different Mm -hmm. and that's one lesson i took from supernatural so i as much as as i you know joke about someone you shouldn't overthink some things like i've i've really uh overthought bang big bang theory a lot (laughs) It's not a show that you need to overthink. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, well, I and, think that comes with the hype that yeah. you put on it for you too, though. Yeah, and so it's it's really kind of made me think maybe I should stop hyping Supernatural so much to him, mm-hmm. uh, is because I know that it's not going to mean the same to him that it does to us. Yeah, uh, and but like. It is a show that I think you can get more from than just the monster of the week. Yeah. I do think it is a show you can dig deep into. Especially in its entirety. Like, just from start to finish. Like, there's a lot of things that you can take from the first season and, like, you fall in love with that kind of Mm -hmm. uh, family and that kinmanship of, you know, this is what we do type deal. But I think... 
something that you care for and put this much time in, you you draw things from it, man. Like mm-hmm. you just you can't help but to because I mean in a, a certain aspect, our generation, like TV is kind of our profits, you know, mm-hmm. like because parents you had to work. Like not all of the parents are, you know, there all the time for you. So you fill in these gaps with things that, you know, you kind of sink your teeth into. So if you're worried or wondering about like a certain part of your life and ask about TV and shows kind of filled that in for us sometimes, you know? So it's like, (laughs) it's hard not to get, you know, an attachment to where some things do produce growth and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, right off the bat, just, if I, I had to break it down in a short answer, what got me into it? Probably the family aspect mm-hmm. of the show and the growth of that family and how it becomes a motley crew of all sorts of people, which, you know, like you're saying, sometimes in, you know, a, a smaller town and stuff like that, it's just motley crews aren't really welcome. So you kind of no. bond mm-hmm. with other people that are kind of, similar in that way and then you just become family like yeah me and you aren't technically family but we kind of latched on to each other because mm-hmm. we're you know the same in that aspect and now mm-hmm. i would put you up there and rank you like if facebook was still like a or a myspace was still <laughs> <Yes>. a thing <laughs> i know you're definitely I my top eight way. baby i feel i feel the same way and, and like all day long and that's and i think that 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 also resonated with me that this show really does is family doesn't end with blood and mm-hmm. it doesn't, and it certainly doesn't start there either. Yep. You know, and I think that's, that's you gotta earn that title. It's something that, that Bobby always said to Dean was mm-hmm. family doesn't end in blood boy. I'm your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a Yondu moment. Yeah. It was I've been it, your father, but I, or I'm, you know, I may not your daddy. be, but uh, you know, yeah, I may not be your father, but he's certainly not your daddy, and I'm damn yeah. proud of you. Uh, just and and that really resonates in this show, and I think that it's a big reason that I am the way I am with people, but also at its base, like those first few seasons, watching through those, um, when I took Maddie through them. Uh-huh. getting to rewatch those first few seasons. But one thing that it did do to me was it, I saw a lot of uh, similarities between early Dean and early Sam with me and my own brother. Mm-hmm. And it really helped push me to admit some things mm-hmm. first off that, you know, um, I kind of, you know, chose a different path of life over my own brother mm-hmm. at times. And so it really did open my eyes to even like, Oh wow. I didn't catch this the first time around that mm-hmm. there's some, there's some parallels between you and your brother's journey and Sam and Dean's, you know? Um, and, and it kind of opened my eyes to, to the journey of, of fixing, repairing that relationship because it had become, extremely uh fragile uh shall i say in um the era that i was with a certain person Mm -hmm. in my life with bellatrix 
and uh that that hurt the the brothership for mm. a long time uh much to my unknowing for the longest time i didn't know i, I just yeah. was blind to a lot of it uh so getting to watch back through that show like i, I didn't think that even watching through it again with maddie I would learn something new from supernatural <laughs> and it really kind of pushed me to, you know what? Um, the boy's still teaching us. Yeah. The boy's still teaching us some stuff about brotherhood. Um, and one thing that I absolutely love is the story that's told is like by no means. And I mean, no means are Sam and Dean perfect people. Mm-hmm. They screw up with each other. They screw up with the mission on the line a lot. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they always have each other's back. And at the end of the day, they're good men. They're good Mm -hmm. people. They make mistakes. They falter. They screw up. They piss each other off. But at the end of the day, they'll die for each other. (laughs) And have died for each other. Multiple um, times. Multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times. I think if you sit back and do the count, oh, yeah. remember the number, especially counting the mystery spot episode where Dean dies over and over and over and over. <laughs> like they've died like hundreds of times. Oh, I bet. Like, yeah. I, I would love to to find that. I, I used to know it, but I can't remember now like the grand total, but especially counting mystery spot episode, especially Dean has died a lot. And so if, if, if you have come up on this show and, and you're watching it for the first time, um, because you want to get ready to watch the prequel and you're listening to this, a don't get attached to too many people, (laughs) but B also, dead doesn't always mean dead. Right. <laughs> or as Maddie says, are they dead dead? <laughs> <laughs> we got double D on our hand or are they like... Are they, are they dead D? dead <laughs> or are they just dead? Yeah. Talking about the characters like we have, and let's say we don't include Sam and Dean because they're the main mm-hmm. the main pieces and, and not Baby because the car is also a character and there's just no comparison. Removing them, who would you say sit in some of your favorite character slots? Mm. So many good. The first one that comes to mind is definitely Crowley. Mm-hmm. Uh, his addition to the show and the dynamic with the boys, he's just such a good character, like for everybody. Like, even like we have our intros every night when we. Like, <laughs> come on. He's like, you're always quoting Crowley. Mm-hmm. Hey, boys. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. And he he's such a fun character and such like a squirrely dynamic mm. that it adds to him. And it's so fun and entertaining. And every time he's on the screen, like he just steals it. Like he, mm. whatever he's in. He's Still like every scene. Every scene. Every single one. Uh, he would definitely be my top Bobby too. Like him in the first, you know, couple seasons, even throughout everything, I feel like he turned into kind of their rock. Yes, their like he's their foundation. Mm-hmm. Like whenever there's trouble, whenever there's a question, 
You go to Bobby. You go to Bobby. Like he's like your uh your your Dumbledore, uh, your Gandalf, your yeah, you know, your Charles Xavier. He's your yeah, your older guy that you feel safe and go to for the knowledge. You gotta have an older like gentleman that makes you feel calm. Isn't that what Juice always says? You gotta have like yeah. an older guy. Always, yeah. He Juice is big on the the fatherly, safe, older characters. Um, so I'd say that. he'll I'd say, you know, if he actually sticks through it and and ends up catching up that Bobby will be some of his top favorite moments. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't definitely. realize like how since we've watched this about a hundred times, <laughs> how long it takes to introduce Cass. Cass is one of my favorite too. Yeah, it takes like it's like four seasons, four I think, seasons. right? So it's, it's like yeah. He doesn't appear until because he's the guy who resurrects Dean. Mm-hmm. I gripped you tight and yanked you from perdition. <laughs> Just like his voice and everything, especially like in those first things. So like Hello, distinct. Dean. <laughs> yeah. He's just like this angel robot coming out. Well, and but, one thing that I love is I feel like when Crowley and Cass came on the scene, mm-hmm. as great as Dean and Sam are, as great as Jared and Jensen are, and as great moments as they're given, I feel like the writers fell in love with Misha and Mark and gave mm-hmm. them all the best lines. Yeah. One-liners, dialogue, full-on monologues like the two of them after they're introduced moving forward have some mm-hmm. of the best scenes in the whole show because of the writing that's been given to them. Yeah. And that has to go with saying that they fell in love with the performers. Oh yeah. Hands down. And, and their delivery. Cause like anytime Mark Shepard shows up as Crowley, you know, you're getting a moose or squirrel joke. Yeah. He's who, he's who started calling them moose and mm-hmm. squirrel. Uh, you're going to get some weird pop culture reference from him mm-hmm. or some sexy dialogue like <laughs> hitting it at Dean. Um, and with Cass, for the longest time, you were going to get this poor thing doesn't pick up <laughs> on stuff. He doesn't pick up social cues. He doesn't understand that reference pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's just always this, huh? It's just this. yeah, very matter of fact. Like, well, that's what you said. Yeah. So yeah. that's what it should mean. Yeah. So <laughs> what's and, the, what's the word, Cass? It's an it's an abbreviation of my full name, Castiel. That's not <laughs> what we meant. <laughs> okay. But yeah, two fantastic characters. Like to add to it, that's what we kind of talked about too. How oddballs just become family. Cass yeah. was kind of like out of nowhere, and then you don't really put him away from the boys after he's introduced. Well, like you, the funny become a three thing is, is both Crowley and Cass were not meant to be show regulars mm-hmm. when they were brought on, but we we turned them we the fans turned them into show regulars. Yeah, because we fell in love with them, and I think another one interesting segue is definitely lucifer too i don't think you can put a better i I, there's no other like devil character that i love more than this dude in the show yeah yeah 
Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And really, this show does so well with the villains, like making you love the villains. Like, yeah, I'm thinking uh, Lucifer, um, Alistair, when he shows mm. up, yellow eyes. Yeah. Ugh. They're very oh, iconic. They're iconic. Mm. They're not, most of them aren't long lasting, but my God, they're iconic. Very memorable. Very memorable. Even like uh, Death, too. I love him. Oh, that's Madison. Just like, Madison's favorite is Death. Yeah, so just now, the introduction. Anytime, anytime we watch something, movie or show, that he pops up in, like he's in this past season of Umbrella Academy, she goes, <gasps> You know, he's yes. in the episode of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he showed up, and uh, I was showing her the Percy Jackson movies. Because mm-hmm. the new series is coming out, and he's the the fairy man when they go to hell. It's the fairy man that they have to pay. Nice. Him. He goes, oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> she loves but, him. Yeah, if you see him in this, like you'll probably never recognize him. Like mm. that would be the top thing you recognize him for. Other oh than yeah, anything else? Yeah, so good. Absolutely. And so many like more characters like that, like Chuck. He's super funny. Love Chuck as a guy. <laughs> so, Great addition. So, yeah. And especially like how um, they thought he was just, you know, um, drawn a on the word. Yeah, the, just the writer. Just the a prophet. <laughs> yeah, just a prophet. And that was super funny. Even like uh, I think for a while, I still do it sometimes where we're replacing like we get crazy in games. You don't want to drop the GD since we're, you know, from the South. And that's how we were raised. We just replace it with Chuck. Chuck, Chuck damn, damn it. it. <laughs> oh, my Chuck. Ah, uh, Chuck. Chuck, damn it. There's so many good ones, too. And, like, even, like, the ladies. Like, Charlie, she's so cool. Oh. Love Charlie. Joe. Especially, I know you love Joe. Joe's my favorite, hands down. Love Joe. Oh. And especially, like, in the first season, she's her and – uh um ellen uh is mm-hmm. a super good addition that's like you're going on like a mission in like skyrim or something that's like your first big city like mm-hmm. city stop where you get all your quests mm-hmm. like ellen's bar for a while i always I always also uh kind of compared it to like in grand theft auto when you mm-hmm. would come up on like certain strings of missions that you always had to go back to like luigi's diner Oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in Vice City, you always had to meet Lance or Lance oh, Vance and, uh, at the club. God, what's his, the tech guy's name? Um, oh, uh, uh, at the you mean at the? Yeah, they're like at the techie bar. dude. Yeah, mullet uh, and Ash. Ash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ash. He's super funny too. I, I can honestly say that there's probably more. There's probably it'd probably be easier to tell you who I don't like. Yeah, honestly, I like everybody that like comes in. The only thing I'm thinking, like maybe the Leviathans, like Ugh. that was a Richard rough Roman dick. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't that great, but no. just that season in general was, you know. I'll tell you another one. The suits. That was fantastic, and I didn't think because he was supposed to be like a replacement for mm-hmm. Crowley and Lucifer was uh, Asmodeus. 
the oh the cat yeah cowboy demon the Colonel Sanders like southern <laughs> yellow eyed demon. Like, yeah, he was like, super fun. When I first I saw him, I was like, Yeah, that's gonna be Tyler's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Just accent alone. Exactly. Yeah. He's got that Doc Holiday accent. Yeah. You immediately are won over in my mind if you show up with that accent. They have so many good, like older stoic gentlemen mm-hmm. that just have such a good presence about them. Even um uh uh, Kane with like the with the blade, yeah, with the blade, yeah. He's yeah. very stoic, like great facial hair, uh, like the long hair and the beard, and yeah. And you're so he's, he's like the first murder murderer. He's the first killer uh, in the history of biblical time, and it's like he's keeping bees <laughs> and like. Do you really want the Mark Dean? Like, I mean, I could give it to you, but like, it's just like, this is what comes with this. This is the guy who killed his brother. And I love also that aspect of the re what the changes they will make Mm -hmm. or not necessarily changes to the Bible, but like they dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. and they're like, Cain didn't just kill Abel. He killed Abel. Because Lucifer was going to take him. Right, yeah. And he said, take me instead. So he literally killed his own brother to keep him away from Lucifer. Because that that was like Lucifer's first trial was to possess and poison the perfect son, Abel. Mm -hmm. And Cain saw it happening and was like, I can't allow this. There's only one way to save him. I can't kill the devil. So I'll kill Abel and send him <laughs> to heaven where he'll be right. safe. Um, he'll be safe. I like when they do that kind of stuff. And I mm, love the, a little bit. the way they've done angels. Is like, I now see angels this way. This is how I see angels. They're corporate, <laughs> corporate dicks with wings, as, as uh, Dean likes Which to I- say. I guess that could be a, a little bit of a setback if you're like if you get offended, I guess, by religion stuff and you don't take it yeah. for like the comic value that it yeah. is. But yeah, and also uh, Rowena too. Like she's mm-hmm. a very good stable lady in that one. She's always even just like attaching her to Crowley and then how she is. Mm-hmm. Like you can Arrogant. definitely see it. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely see in like just the snarkiness and everything being the way he is. And I love how that connection, any addition that they add, like this is the mom, this is the brother, this is the whatever, they always do super well as an attachment. Probably can, can wholeheartedly say I did not love Mary Winchester. Yeah, uh, she, when not that they, she was when bad. When they brought her back as her actual self not flashbacks but like yeah yeah uh, especially since like and maybe i didn't love the stuff they gave her yeah i think it was just kind of like vanilla Mm -hmm. like there was no there's so many pizzazzy people on Mm -hmm. the show that has like so many like things i felt like even just with like the care that she was like depressed for like a season like she it didn't make sense because she like fought for her boys and got mm. pretty much sacrificed because of her 
love for them. So it was yeah. like, you you have your boys, Magno. So why are you depressed? They're alive. <laughs> They're right in front of you. You're a terrible yeah. mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, also, he's like up segue, there with Lori in The Walking Dead. They don't write uh, white women very well in a lot of fantasy things. <laughs> no, they don't. No. Well, They're, with this show is like you said, there's so many fantastic pizzazzy characters mm-hmm. that when vanilla is on the screen, it, it shows sore thumb. Mm-hmm. There are times where even Sam and Dean are the vanilla ones in the room. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oof, I never thought that I wouldn't want them in a scene, but they're right. the vanilla ones in the scene. And especially a lot of stuff with Crowley and like the devil, any type of sassy demon that's on mm-hmm. there, like they kind of get run over and just dialogue mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, who are we Meg, missing? Who Meg is great. Meg, yep. Meg is super great. Um, so did you prefer? Blonde Ruby or Jared's wife? I like Jared's wife. I think like the blonde version was very uh, that time period. Yes. Like that grungy like 90s like. Yes. Or even early 2000s like this this is what would be attractive. Not saying that she's not attractive. She did great. Yeah. But I feel like it fit better if that makes sense. Cause she like when she was doing like the weird stuff, like the uh, sacrifice and the killing, it was like it seems so out of place. Yeah, kind of. So it was like when that changed, I was like, I kind of like this version better, just because it kind of fits mm-hmm. a little better to me, I guess. And and you know nothing against Katie Cassidy. Like I, I liked her in Arrow when she went on to become Black Canary. Um, mm-hmm. You know. She was she was good and arrow, but you know there's something that Jen Padalecki brought to Ruby that was just so much more. Her snark was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely think it was more. Hers was snark, whereas Katie Cassidy's Ruby was bitchy. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like a, a volatile bitchy. Whereas Brunette Ruby, mm. Jen Padalecki was more of a snark. <laughs> and she was she she started to get more like, oh God, what I'd do for some fries right now. You know, just like normal. Yeah. Mm. If that makes sense. I think we uh about went through the whole cast of just characters just there. About, just about <laughs> I mean there's there's hundreds more, but these were some of the ones that were no, I mean we're obviously, you know, haven't really mentioned Rufus or or War or Garth. We haven't talked about Garth. I mean we'll we'll get to some of these characters. Jody down the road. Oh, Jody and the, I think Maddie's. I don't want to speak too much for Maddie, but I think her favorites would definitely be. Um, uh, she she loves Rowena, loves Rowena, mm. Rowena Charlie Death. Uh, not Jody, but the other cop, the northern cop, the blonde, blonde. Oh, yeah, I can never remember her. Oh, hi guys, hi boys. Yeah. 
she loved her there, boys. <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just such a strong show character wise mm-hmm. and hopefully and they can that's, capture that's, that again <laughs> That's that's something that they're going to be working against. They're going to be working against themselves. The fact that in Supernatural they gave us so many great characters mm. that they're going to have to either meet halfway and at least do as good. If not, we need to try to do better because this we're already working against ourselves because it's not Supernatural. It's a prequel. Yeah, it'll you know, definitely be weird without the boys. It's definitely going to be weird. I mean, I know there's like a narration type thing, but they're not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. So. It, to Might cry the whole first episode hearing Dean's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> there it is. There's that voice, that, that rich, seductive timbre of Jensen Ackles. <laughs> um, because he's also coming off of playing Soldier Boy. And the boys, so for a oh, lot of yeah. people, um, I, I at work a couple months ago after the boys came out, this poor girl that was working there. <laughs> um, I love Jensen. <laughs> yes, I, I she she awoken the gatekeeper inside of me. Oh no. And she said, I love Jensen Ackles from the boys. He has shown up on the scene and he has just made me start dreamcasting him for all these other things. And I just looked over at her and she went, What? And I said, The year was 2005. <laughs> the show was supernatural. He is not from the boys. Dean Winchester did not go through the shit. And to hell and back for you to only know Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy because it's current. You know, I was thinking that too. We get 10 plus years on it and then people are going to be like, oh, I love uh, the Winchesters. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean Supernatural and the Winchesters? Yeah. <laughs> it's like but, people saying the prequels are going to be. Uh, oh, God. That's, our, that's my Star Wars. <laughs> Like, this is uh, not supernatural. Hold uh, <laughs> uh, the book up. <laughs> start having generational fights over supernatural. Hold the chuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that this has been a great first episode back, my brother. Yes. Very kind informational. Of, kind of our session zero, if you will, if you're into D&D. That type I of feel thing. like uh, it was a... Um, Kind of a deep dive in our emotional state today. Good Lord. Yeah, it was a little bit of a deep dive into our. <laughs> our How the, do you feel about your uh, growth as a uh, young adult? Well, let me tell you. The Pull year the was. Chair, young the, <laughs> the character. <laughs> was me, was Castiel. And he taught me. That there's other ways. A soldier ways. can change. A soldier can change. Soldier can change. You taught me about free will, Dean. Dang, we can make so many t-shirts. Uh-huh. Have like a soldier can change and have Cassiel's wings on the back of it. <laughs> Thank you for that idea. <laughs> I will be on Pixar after we get off. 
creating this. Yeah. Or just, you know, you can do anything on Supernatural. A deep really can, can change. Yeah. Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter can change. Dean. Yeah. Oh. Damn. We just got our new line. We just got a whole new line of clothes. <laughs> Print. Cut it. Look for it on the 30 and Nerdy store. T public. A whole new line over the road so far. Close. These come up with ideas. It's all product placement, you know. As you long as that things, you as long as money. As long as that thirty and nerdy TRSF is like where the WWE logo is. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> what, like makes our it, that's what makes it the official. Right, nerdy shirt is that logo right down there, right on the bottom left. Yeah. Well, this isn't mm-hmm. an official thirty and nerdy shirt unless that logo is down there. It's like this motherfucker's got a bootleg. <laughs> he made that with his own machine in his basement. He's selling it, making a dime off me. Tyler Mack made this in a in a cave with a box of scraps. Oh, I just thought of another one. Now nah, I gotta quit. It's gonna be this is the last one. Okay. Okay. Don't make me drop a promo on you. There you go. That's when you're about to just blow it up. When you're about to to rage. I, I, drop. I'm about to cut a promo. About to cut a promo. I'm about to cut a promo. You're gonna have to walk away. <laughs> I suggest you let that marinate, especially if you have a mic on you at all times. You're gonna have to cut a promo on this asshole. Damn, that might be the new uh, TikTok line. There you go. There you go. Instead of uh, pisses me off. Instead of like. Instead of fuck around and find out. Yeah. It's gonna be I'm about to cut a promo on someone. I'm about to cut a promo on this bitch. It's extra for queso and guacamole. Motherfucker. <laughs> where you get free guac? Avocados are expensive. You tell me. Tell me, tell me where free guac. I've never paid this much for guacamole. Motherfucker, <laughs> where? Tell me where, where it's it? free. I'll go right now. Get a hold of it. Tell me where it's free. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great, Rev. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the road so far. Yes, sir. I uh, I'm interested in seeing our path mm-hmm. on the road and see if we can fit this in in actually months. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would have to like produce so many episodes. You're like, we feel like in a matter of months, Juice. Why are you so worried? Yeah. If we so this could be on the back half of everything, but if we did get into the new show, are we going mm-hmm. to still talk about it and then just have separate like hey, this oh, is yeah. what we thought about the episode and yeah. this is like continuation. And this is what happened this past week on Winchesters. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we gotta combine that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. There's no way we can finish this anymore. No. No. So this is the first six episodes. (laughs) All right. Welcome to this episode of Throughout So Far. Here's season one. (laughs) It's like the old cartoon squirrels eating corn. It's like those at the end of medicine videos. This could cause. And yes. (laughs) <laughs> you have ERD, you know, 
you could take this pill, but you might bleed out your anus. So. <laughs> Wait, what, uh, come again? What did you just What say? was that? This thing will cure my cancer, but I could bleed out of my ass. I don't know about this. That's actually a coincidence because that's Taco Bell's advertisement strategy. <laughs> this uh, this chalupa may cause anal seepage. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I paid for it. That's 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 what I want. Kind of comes with the territory. It's like uh, Taco Bell is one of those things where like you pull out of the drive through and you already have to go to the bathroom. You haven't even touched a thing. Not, not even a bite. You smelled it. It got in your system. You're like, oh, God, I got to go. Oh, Jesus. The only place you can still get gas for under $2. Taco Bell. <laughs> but it's dang. The dad joke to end it. I like that. I like that. All right, wayward nerds. We'll talk <laughs> to you next time. Cheers to you. So that's where we-